Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk yes. Walk it like a talk it. You are in. Like you know, every once in a while, after after a while, people ask, why that hook? Why in the beginning? Well, it is catchy, right? But how are you? Are you walking it like you talk it? And yes, okay, some of you are talking trash. Okay, well, that's the direction you're going. Really, the purpose of that hook is is I'm, really I'm picking on the Christians, and and you know who these you know who these people are. They talk such a good game, but how are they walking it, right? So, question right out of the gate for you: How did your 2020 New Year's resolutions go? Right. We can blame COVID, and most of us are. But what about 2019 and 2018? Right. Why do so many spin wheels? It's because we're trying to do it all on our own with no tools and no guidance. With Fry Dudes, we're only going to support what works, right? We pursue truth. And yes, GT Surf supports us, but we will only support them because it works. Don't take my word for it. Take others' words for it. Go to gtsurf.org. Check out those testimonials. Planning and riding the waves of life. Yes, you are in. Welcome back. Politics. Oh, are you as sick of the commercials <laughs> as me? I'm so I cannot. I can't wait for those to be done. The play of the day comes from Ricky Jenkins. He gets into it, talks politics, a great heart check, a great gut check. We all think we're right. Man, I love this message. Here you go. The play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Swung on and hit in the air to right. And that ball is gone. And it- to go across the tracks and have a conversation with a woman who didn't look like him, think like him, or vote like him. So central was the gospel to who Jesus is and what Jesus was doing in the earth. Jesus crosses the tracks and he has a conversation. He goes through Samaria and he creates common ground for understanding. Common ground for a gospel path. Common ground for a conversation. And this is what Jesus says, I've sent you guys to do in the earth. is to find the common ground. And because Jesus was willing to find common ground, this woman at the end of the ordeal finds common faith and gets saved because Jesus was willing to cross the tracks. Here's my point, y'all. And I'm just going to say it like I, I'm just going to say it this like I feel it. Write me, email me, drop a letter off. I don't care. But let me just say the truth. Somewhere along the line, some false prophet came up in our churches, stole a few pages of our Bible, and started to preach a gospel that says that it's okay to have conviction without conversation. And I don't know about you, but that's a lie from the pit of hell. Nowhere in scripture does God say, I just want you to see yourself as being Christianly successful because you have a conviction. No. 
The Bible says have a conviction, and now that you have a conviction, bring that into conversation with whoever will listen to it. Somebody got up in our churches and drank our water and started drinking our Kool-Aid and got in all the kind of stuff and preached to us some kind of sick, twisted gospel that says we're just supposed to be on our little Christian hill with our Christian convictions, mad at the rest of the world, not understanding why they don't understand things the way we do, and just lip poked out and saying thumb-sucking, mamby-pamby Christians. That ain't the gospel. That's not the gospel of Jesus. For the gospel of Jesus pursues people in their sin and it pursues people whether they agree or not for the sake of hope and renewal and transformation. You're not put here to have a conviction and be angry. You're put here to win people over to the Lord. My viewpoints, whatever the case may be, and I say, of course you do. You're supposed to have passion. You're supposed to have fire for what you believe in. It's okay. We need to have gospel conviction. But I remind you, as the great Warren Wisby said, truth without love is brutality. Love without truth is hypocrisy. God says bring both to the fore and how you navigate your relationships through the gospel. Y'all, a lot of y'all sending me emails. And text messages trying to see where I am politically. Because you know me, I like to be vague. Because last time I checked, I want to preach to Democrats and Republicans. I want to preach to people who are politically engaged. I want to preach to people who are politically disengaged. I want Green Party folk to be saved. I want liberals to be saved. I want conservatives to be saved. I want to preach to them all. So I try to be political but not politicized because I want the name of Jesus to prevail. And so here's my conviction, okay? My Bible is my politics because I've seen too many make their politics their Bible. <laughs> Word. Ricky bringing the heat again. So, are politics your religion? Here's a quick survey that will help you answer that. Number one, do you invest more time into the news, politics, versus prayer, reading the Bible, being in community, Christian podcast? and or music. Two, when you gather with friends and family, are you more apt to talk politics or love on them? Three, on social media, are you more apt to react, read, post, political, or faith posts? And lastly, four, do you try harder to convince people of political views Versus why you believe Christianity is true and gives you hope. Now that's a, listen, that's a serious looking in the mirror moment. And maybe it isn't politics. It, it, it could be something else, by the way. That, that's your religion. Uh, you know, how, how would other things stack up to those questions? Uh, instead of politics, filled in with Netflix. Maybe it's porn. Maybe it's drinking. Or fill in the blank. And listen, whatever your answer, please know, again, we are in the business to build each other up. This is not meant to be a guilt check. I promise you that. Just a fact check. A chance to look in the mirror. Remember, we're, we're all flawed. We're all flawed. So we all have room for improvement. Speaking of flaws, I love Hot Rod's take a few episodes ago. Whoever wins the next election, roughly half of you will be very disappointed. Or you're going to be jubilant. And if disappointed... That will be your leader for now. So go back. I'm going to recommend you go back to the deeper series. Listen to Casey and learn how Daniel handles a once terrible leader named King Nebuchadnezzar. And if you're jubilant, 
And I'm just going to humbly remind you, remember, politicians love to make promises and most often fail to fulfill them. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't vote for who you think can do the best job. Just keep yourself in check. <laughs> that you, that, and you know you are voting for a flawed person. No politician, by the way, will end racism, nor homelessness, nor poverty. And that may rub some of you the wrong way. But I, I just, just realize it's impossible to, to, to wave a magic wand and have everything disappear. Change will only happen with transformed hearts. And what I can guarantee you is this, that uh, the, the, the politicians, they'll change certain things, no doubt, but they're also, they're going to be charging your and our country's credit card, which is currently at $27 trillion in debt. Um, I don't know why that, 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 that subject for some reason gets avoided. That is about $217,000 in debt per taxpayer. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Either we can pay off that debt or we're one of the world's largest Ponzi schemes. And that's a bit cutting, right? And, and I, I'm getting a little sideways here, but I mean it from the heart. Give me a politician, whether they're blue or red or purple or green or whatever. I would love to hear that politician speak from the heart who was bold enough to say, we need to pay that debt and we need to spend less. We got to live within our means. By the way, the fact check that, check out the usdebtclock.org. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. For the avid listeners, you know I don't have a problem picking on myself, right? So when we're talking about debt, you've heard my confessions, confessions, excuse me, and the dangers of debt. I am being held accountable. I'm working through it. And you and I both need to pay our taxes. We both need to balance our budgets, correct? So shouldn't our country do the same? That's, I guess, where I'm really coming from. Heartfelt ones. <laughs> Let me ask you a few rhetoricals. So do you really want to end racism? Most of you. Solve poverty? Have a better environment? Fiscal responsibility? Human rights? I am going to encourage you, as Pastor Ricky does as well, check out Jesus' words. We are commanded to love one another. Matt 22, 36 through 40. We are told to give to the poor, Matt 19.21. We are told to take care of our earth, God's creation, Psalm 65.9. And as for debt, we are told to stay away, that those that are in debt are slaves to the lenders, Proverbs 22.7. The movement that many people scoff or actually hate is the solution. Changed hearts that love and serve more will change this world. Going full circle. Where are you investing most of your time and heart and faith? Is it in flawed politicians? We're going to keep charging that credit card or a perfect God. All right, enough heavy. <laughs> Let's go a little bit lighter. Special shout out to our listeners and Fry Dude's family. Iowa coming strong. I love it. And Nebraska's bringing it as well. Chi-Town, what is up? Wisconsin, Minnesota. The heartland is pumping. Madrid, Madrid, Spain, checking in. Me encanta Madrid tan bellísima. I used to live in Spain, so you have a special place in my heart. In England, in the house again. I love it. 
I love those train rides through your beautiful country. Thank you for joining. Wherever you may be today, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for pursuing some truth with us. And you won't always agree with us. We're flawed dudes, right? We don't always get everything right, but we certainly strive for truth. And let us know who you are and where you are from. Give us your toughest question or subject you would like us to tackle. Or if you're just looking for some exclusive invites and insights, you can hit us up at the Contact Us page at frydudes.com. Credit where credit is due. Uh, Pastor Ricky Jenkins, once again, go to, for the full episode, southwestchurch.com. That series is called Surrender, Surrendered, The Gospel Path to Victory. Week 1 was the latter part of that uh, play of the day, published on the 12th of October, 2020. Week 2 brings more heat. Again, that's on uh, the 19th of October, 2020. Ending on a song. Nope. Nope. Curveball. We're going to end on a funny note. <laughs> as heavy and as frustrating as politics can be, um, and for how serious some of you take politics, we're going to poke some fun. We're going to a brilliant comedian. His name is Brian Regan. This was found on Apple Music and just simply called Politics. This is just a taste of it. And uh, hopefully it puts a smile on your face. And if you dig, would you give Brian some love and add uh, his material to your, to your I Need a Laugh While People Are Getting Too Crazy playlist? Now go. Make God your God. Jesus your ultimate leader. Go. Love. Share. Serve. Politicians like to use the TV for their negative ads. I love watching them. I love the sinister voiceover guy they, that they use. He voted to give himself a pay raise. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I, I Is that the worst thing you have on a guy? Apparently, he wanted more money to provide for his family. <laughs> and they morph him into a devil. <laughs> This is an actual negative campaign ad. I'm not making this up about the other candidate. He voted to allow seven-year-olds to be tasered. It's an actual ad. And they interviewed the guy who had voted for that. He's like, what do you, I meant worst case scenario. If a kid gets a weapon, we don't want to hurt him. And the worst case, you can taser him and get the weapon away. As if that was that man's platform. I want to taser seven-year-olds. <laughs> He's talking with his staff. When I'm elected, can we have some seven-year-olds on the stage with me? I think I'll swear in, and then I'll taser a seven-year-old. I think that'll be a nice way to start the term. I saw him, and I'll taser another one. How many can we bust in for this? That's what that man wanted to do. Politicians are smart, man. They certainly know how to not answer questions. They have tricks that no one ever seems to call them on. I'm sorry, I'm not taking questions today. Oh, oh. Well, when will you be? Oh, that's a question. <laughs> not taking questions. I wish I would have known that was an option when I was a kid in school. <laughs> Brian, how do you find the square root of a fraction? I'm sorry, not taking questions today. Another one the politicians pull. Well, let me answer that by asking you this. 
You can't answer that by answering that? You can't do that? I wish I had that stunt ready in school, too. Brian, how did World War I affect the economy of Central Europe? Well, let me answer that by asking you this. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I think I've made my point.